Thanks for joining me on Jesus and Books. I'm Jason Comley. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the book Dread Jesus by William David Spencer. It's a book on the Rastafarian religion. The book is excellent in the way it captures the unfolding of the doctrine. So it's written in more of a chronological way, and so you see how the doctrines evolved in, in that faith, very interesting, very complicated uh, subject. I highly recommend it. I gave it four out of five stars on Goodreads. I took a star off because it took a cheap shot, my faith. I'm a Latter-day Saint um, and uh, didn't fairly represent my faith as I believe it did for uh, the Rastafari faith. So one star off for that. Uh, I won't go into that. I think it's a wonderful book otherwise. Again, in this podcast, it's to learn about Jesus Christ through the eyes and through the lens of different faiths and different people. So let's look at the word Rastafari. Well, Ras is a Ethiopian term, which means prince or field marshal, or head, or leader, something to that effect. Tafari means creator. There are three governing bodies, or uh, Rastafarian orders, in this religion. Now, each one of these orders have a different theology, but are under the Rastafarian religion. So there is the Bobashanti, the Nyabinji, and the Twelve Tribes of Israel. So when I talk about Rastafarian religion, I'm aligning myself essentially with the 12 tribes of Israel. They believe that Jesus Christ is the creator and the savior. A little bit more on the 12 tribes of Israel. They are set all over the world. They believe that Jesus Christ is a Semitic person, uh, neither, well, uh, there are differing opinions even on this, but you know that he's a Semitic person, you know, neither black nor white. The Rastafarian faith is Afrocentric, but inclusive in the sense that people of all colors are included. So it's it's not essentially a um a color thing with Rastafarianism. Dreads are not essential on or, or a beard, even even though some orthodox, if depending on how orthodox you are, it, it may be. Like I said, this is a very diverse and complicated issue. There are scriptures that talk about in Numbers 6, 1 to 8, talks about um, not cutting your hair and not drinking wine. Twelve tribes of Israel, there is some alignment with that code of, of the Nazarites. Now the thing is, is that Jesus was not a Nazarite because he drank wine, so that would have excluded him. So we can assume also from that that Jesus didn't have long hair, didn't have dreads. But I don't know for sure. Some Rastafarians believe that it is. Some Rastafarians don't really care. Now, Jesus, in the Rastafarian religion, he is 
actually called jaw. Now the thing is, is that jaw, to some Rastafarians, jaw is the the Godhead. So it's uh, that includes God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. Other Rastafarians believe that Jah is just God the Father, and that the Son of Jah is Jesus Christ. We'll go a little bit more into that later. But let's look at some scripture here. One more thing I should mention. The Rastafarian faith, they tend to use the uh, King James Version, and you'll see why with these two scriptures, but they also have another book uh, of w which they believe is Holy Scripture, very important to their faith. That's called the Holy Pibi. Uh, it's made up of four books, has important doctrine in there. I'll link to it in the show notes. But let's go to these scriptures here and see where their roots are in, in scripture. So Psalm 68, 4 says, Sing unto God, sing praises to his name, extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name Jah, and rejoice before him. So that's where they have gotten the name Jah. Now some people will say, well, wait a second here. Yeah, that is, that's a partial transliteration of a Hebrew word. But you know, I would disagree with that. Um, it is, I mean, that is true, but also Jesus comes under many different names. Jaw could, is, is one of them. It could very well be one of them. So I don't think it's fair to, to dismiss that. Related is Jeremiah 8, 21. And let me set this up a little bit. This is Jeremiah. He's speaking messianically, which means that the Lord is speaking through him. So he is... Jeremiah is speaking as the Lord. Jeremiah 8.21 For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment hath taken hold of me. Okay, so there's I am black. Semicolon. Okay, so that is the end of that statement. And this is astonishment hath taken hold of me. So that's Jeremiah's part. Jeremiah is saying astonishment hath taken hold of me. The Lord is saying, for the hurt of my daughter, of my people, I am hurt. I am black. Again, people are going to say, well, wait a second. This, that's from a Hebrew word. The Hebrew word really meant gloomy or dark. Again, scriptures have a way of speaking to us individually and answering our prayers on a very individual basis. I think this is certainly a case where if uh, Rastafarians, you know, they, these are sincere uh, believers, you know, struggling to find a Christianity not polluted by uh, you know, Western um, dogma and, you know, the slaveholding theology. They're prayerfully going through the scripture. They come across that. Certainly that could be an answer to their prayer. So, again, not to be dismissed. I fully accept that. The 12 tribes of Israel, they believe that Jesus was Semitic. Now, Semitic people were neither black nor white, and that kind of reflects the Rastafarian religion. Rastafarian religion, it's Afrocentric, but it doesn't exclude anyone. It doesn't exclude anyone of any color. What is important about the Rastafarian faith is 
it is Ethiopian based. There's a term Ethiopianism. Essentially, they are saying they believe all nations come from Ethiopia, that all colors, all people come from black. They also believe that Ethiopia will be the new Jerusalem when Jesus returns. So you may have heard of the name Haile Selassie and that Rastafarians believe Haile Selassie is uh, God, the embodiment of God. Well, that's kind of right. What they believe is Haile Selassie. He was the king of Ethiopia. His reign was 1930 to 1974. He was basically a fulfillment of some prophecy from a, an earlier Rastafarian apostle. What's interesting about Haile Selassie is that he had biblical roots. That's what really made him special, too, is that his genealogy went back to David. He was the lion. The Savior returned as the lion, as the victorious king, assuming his, his throne. What is interesting is Haile Selassie was a Christian. He said many, many times that he was a follower of Christ. He never stated himself that he was or agreed with the fact that he was the Son of God, embodiment of the Son of, of God or anything like that. From what I understand, he was a very humble man. He was certainly a, a Christian. When he died in what I believe is 1975, that caused many Rastafarians to rethink their beliefs. And so how their beliefs essentially changed is that Haile Selassie is no longer considered God returned to the earth, but more like Martin Luther. You know, Martin Luther was is a, a way to to the Savior. And the belief has been evolved with many Rastafarians, especially within the twelve tribes of Israel, that that Haile Selassie is a way to Christ, just as a Martin Luther is. I think that's a good place to end this primer on Rastafarian religion. Whether Jesus was uh, black or white, had dreads, is still up for discussion. You know, feel free to uh, connect with me on Goodreads, friend or follow me. I appreciate you listening. Thanks a lot. God bless. Music.